the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I'm Dottie Herman, and you're listening to Eye on Real Estate. We're the only show on talk radio going on 10 years now that's all about real estate and everything that has to do with real estate. That's just about everything, including we talk about everything about real estate, including the coronavirus, which kind of has taken over our lives. I'm happy to introduce the Senior Vice President of Citizens Bank, Ace Buttersuit Park. Hi, Ace. There has been an incredible onslaught of mortgage applications for refinances and home equities. Okay, I don't know if... Can you hear me? Hello? Hello? Oh, I'm here. Yeah. Hey, Steven. How are you? I'm sorry, what? Isn't the show supposed to start right now? Ten oh six. Hi, Ace. They put me on hold. I yeah, know, I know. We're all trying to get this technology <laughs> down pat. I'm like, am I on the right? Sometimes it presents <laughs> problems. to the right line here. <laughs> right day, right place. <laughs> um, bad time. There's um, been incredible onslaught of mortgage applications for refinances and home equity loans right now because rates are so low. And I can promise you that you can't find anybody more knowledgeable about getting a home loan than ACE. So if you have any questions about refinancing or if you need advice in getting mortgage or home equity loans, now is your chance to get advice by Senior VP, who's one of the biggest lenders in New York area. We're here at 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. Now is the time to find out about refinances, which so many people are doing now with the mortgage rates. What are the mortgage rates now, Ace? I don't know what is actually going on. I'd like to thank Citizens Bank, which works with Douglas Elliman as preferred lender. Citizens is one of the nation's oldest and largest financial institutions, and we thank them for their support. And then they they also support their customers by providing an integrated experience that includes mobile and online banking and a 24-7 customer contact center. You can easily find more information at citizensbank.com. That's citizensbank.com. Also with us today is our legal expert, Stephen Eber, who is a partner in Barn LLP, one of the top law firms in New York City with a specialty in real estate. Good morning, Stephen. Yeah, and then, he t- and then we're off again. 
Um, I don't know if you have any legal questions or dilemmas about real estate. Stephen should get a call right now. It's 866-970-8622. That's 866-970-8622. We're also going to be joined by our insurance expert, Mike Conti, because the coronavirus has brought with all of its stuff a lot of insurance problems that we can see coming. So we want to give you an insight ahead of time of what possibly hope, you know, that could be affecting you. Mike is the principal at Honig Conti Perino Insurance Agency here in New York City and a former president of the Council of Insurance Brokers of Greater New York. We have Lois Weiss, who's a commercial real estate editor of New York Post, and she's joining us. And Dr. Sherry Spree, who is a prominent Manhattan psychiatrist, is here to help us get through these tougher times. Um, one thing we're going to ask her about is how to get along with your spouse or roommate now that you're cooped up with each other 24-7. Plus, if someone is in your building is sick, do you have a right to know? But let's forget all the viruses stuff for that for a moment. But tomorrow is Mother's Day. So Love. happy Mother's Day to anybody who's ever mothered a child. Or has taken care of a child. You don't have to be the biological mother to be a mom. Okay, to, to, to people. So we want to wish you a congratulations. You know, there's an interesting story about Mother's Day that's fascinating. Mother's Day was invented in 1908 by a woman named Anna Jarvis. And it was to honor her own mother and the sacrifices that mothers make. And they do. Um, Jarvis eventually trademarked the name Mother's Day. And so after she did that, it instantly turned into a major American holiday, one of the biggest days for the sale of flowers, sending cards and prayers, going to church, doing brunches. Um, Mother's Day has the highest attendance after Christmas and Easter. For some reason, the idea of sending a greeting card to your mom instead of a handwritten note annoyed Anna Jarvis, and she began to hate the commercialism of the holiday. Jarvis spent the rest of her life and family inheritance after she came up with this whole Mother's Day thing to honor her mother, complaining about the commercialism of her own invention. She died in 1948 impoverished. She would no doubt be furious to learn that 141 million cards were sent on Mother's Day last year, according to Walmart, the card company. I just um, think that's kind of weird. An interesting, okay, before I tell you an interesting question from the uh, Huffington Post, um, if you didn't do anything yet and you're in, you know, you're in isolation and you can't see your mom because probably you shouldn't, you um, me on here's, a, here's some of the things that you can do last minute. You can have a favorite meal delivered. You can drop off and leave a, maybe a homemade cake. Okay, you can bring her a homemade dinner. Um, there's a company, and I think this is rather interesting. It's called, and you can Google it, it's called Stay Worth. And what it does is it will send your mom, every week it will send an email that she's to fill out, which will bring out memories of her past and encourage her to tell stories that that give deep insight onto who she really is. So they send this every week with questions, and the whole idea is to get her to tell stories of, how she felt when she had her children, how, you know, things in her life that were important. And at the end of the year, 
She will, they take all of the questions that they asked her and all of her answers, they compile it, put it all together into a nice form, and they send her a beautifully bound book with the memories from the most meaningful moments of her life. And that is probably a wonderful thing to pass on to your children or your family and, and, and or your loved ones. Um, I just think it's a really nice thing. So the I, I heard about it. It's called Stay Work. You can Google it. And it's, I just kind of think it's a very special thing to do. They asked the husband, speaking about Mother's Day, um, they asked the Huffington Post, is it safe to send flowers for Mother's Day amid coronavirus? Um, consider the supply chain. And the question, is it safe uh, for you, the buyer, your mother, the merchant, the grower? And um, the answer from the Huffington Post is sending your mom flowers has no more risk than if you send her gifts from an online retailer or have a nice meal from a restaurant delivered. So I guess there's like risk in everything in life. Um, there's always some risk. You can walk across the street and get hit by a car, car, God forbid. So it doesn't seem like there's actually much of a, a, a risk. So I think that's a, a good thing to do. If you didn't, you can get 1-800-Flowers or many flower companies will deliver if you didn't do anything yet. By the way, if you were born today, you share your birthday with Billy Joel, who is one of my favorites. And Billy is now 65 years old. And it's hard to believe where time flies. I remember when he was 30. So um, happy birthday, Billy. You're one of my favorites still. Before I go to, you know, mortgage and things of that nature, I just want to give you some of the current things that happened this week. Um, Manhattan saw its largest weekly increase in listings since the shutdown. There are signs that the selling season may be opening up slightly, according to Urban Dicks. While they're down significantly year over year, new listings in Manhattan saw a 39% jump last week compared to the week prior. What does that mean? That tells me that people are getting, you know, people that had kind of took their homes off the market or their apartments off the market because they were a little bit nervous are starting to think the city's opening up and they're starting to put them back on. Although most people really aren't showing them other than virtually. Um, Last week, there were 82 new listings. That was up 39%. And um, not a lot of luxury listings, okay? Just one home for for more, one for more than $4 million. But I think that you're going to see, and this is just my thoughts, you know, as soon as everything starts to clear up and things start to open up, and again, I think I, I've said this to everyone, it's not like, you know, you just put on a light switch and everything comes back to the way it was. I think as I'll use a, a phrase that everyone uses, it's kind of be a new normal. Um, but you will see things start to gradually come on. And uh, remember, there's not a lot of inventory. And that's why prices we haven't seen dip yet. But we'll have to wait and see. On the demand side, Buyers are pretty much kind of let me wait and see. They were in that kind of mode, and there were only 40 contracts signed during the weeks, suggesting that until the stay-at-home order is lifted, the market will remain thinly traded. And also, unlike um, residential homes, when you live in a building, there's usually very strict, strict rules for the building. And most buildings that I know of in New York City are not letting people up to apartments. I mean, even if it's your brother. 
they're really not letting people come up because they want to make sure that they don't have this virus spread. And I want to congratulate all the people that are abiding by these, you know, social distancing rules because you're saving lives and it is difficult. We all know it's very difficult. Sometimes I think I could uh, be a little loony, but I keep in mind the only way to kind of get this done with is for us to really be safe and be socially distant. So the, the, the real estate market, as everyone like asks, well, what's going to happen? It'll come back, but it's going to take a while. And my, my personal feelings are until there is a virus, uh, uh, some, something for the virus, something that either prevents it, a vaccine, or something that you know helps you not know, you, you get a much milder case, people are going to be cautious. And as I told you, so far we haven't seen a lot of price, you know, like we haven't seen a big decline in, in prices. And I'm going to guess because there's not a lot on the market and, you know, everything is supply and demand. I think I told you that last week. And when there's supply and demand, when there's little supply, um, if you're out there looking, there's not much to choose from. I am very happy that New York City's overnight subway shutdown, and they are shutting the sub down, you know, they, they're shutting it down. I, uh, Andrew Cuomo announced that he's suspending trains between 1 and 5 a.m., 1 in the morning till 5 a.m. for the foreseeable future in an effort to deep clean the system every 24 hours. And I can't be happier about that because I, I just believe that that was like a vehicle that really helped spread the virus so much in New York because mass transit people are packed in together, you know, standing right next to each other. And truthfully, unless they shut the trains down, they really couldn't thoroughly clean them. So I think that's a good thing. And I applaud uh, Andrew Cuomo for doing that because I think that's going to be a big help. And I know most of my friends and people I know are not really, they don't have to take the subways. They won't. Um, so this will make people feel a little bit more secure if they're uh, doing mass transit. Found this very interesting because I'm always thinking of how, you know, how, how people are being so creative in a time like this, you know, when they can't physically see each other and they just have to, you know, connect through different ways of doing things. And I found in the Brick Underground that there were some luxury buildings and what they're doing, which I think is great. Um, and these are in, in the city and some are, are in suburbia. So what they're doing is they have like decorating contests and, and cooking lessons with the Food Network. They have sing-alongs with Broadway performers, yoga classes, um, they also drop off all the things that you might need. If there's a cooking class, they'll drop off to your apartment all the supplies you may need. Uh, developers are embracing this, and they're they're kind of it's also a way to feel connected to the community that you live in. And I think that today it's really important to stay connected. So they have baking classes. Harbor Landing, which is a building that I happen to know of in um, Glen Cove, Long Island held a cake decorating contest on Instagram. The concierge team delivered cake mix, icing, and decorations to the apartments. A total of 65 
people participated and had two and a half hours to complete their creations and then post the final results on Instagram and tag the building. The winner above received a gift card to the local restaurant that delivers to the building. Obviously, no one tasted them, so we don't know how they tasted. It was more about how they looked. Um, staff delivered individual bottles of cocktails and individually wrapped boards had snack trays every apartment that wanted to participate. Rent is in Brooklyn in one of the buildings there are taking part in weekly virtual cooking classes. Um, Excel in Manhattan, um, in Manhattan Square, owners can take a range of classes of any necessary materials are always delivered to them. And uh, they have physical fitness classes. I know the township of Huntington in Long Island is doing a let's get, uh, actually, they're getting everyone on a diet and healthy because they feel that people might have been home too much and ate more than they should. So they have a whole program for exercising, walking, watching calories, a whole health program um, because it's not healthy to stay on your couch all day. And if you look, there are so many online classes. Um, I'm a member of the athletic club in New York City, and um, they have a happy hour at 6 o'clock on Fridays. And Tim Gleason, who hosts, you know, he's kind of, the face of the athletic club. He, uh, everyone goes on zoom and people sit and I guess they have a drink at home and they all see each other through zoom and feel connected. So I think there's a very creative, creative things going on. Uh, Steve, are they doing anything by you? Have you participated in anything or is your wife or anybody that, you know, we, we just got, we just got back on over here. Um, I'm sorry. I miss, I misheard what you just said. Well, I just said that buildings are coming up with creative ways to keep their, you know, the people inside connected. So they're doing cooking classes and they're doing cake making classes and art classes and they deliver the supplies to the apartments and then everyone goes on Zoom and uh, they're doing physical fitness classes online. I mean, I mean, everyone is really you'd be surprised what happens when people have to. Be creative. And I know yeah. that I've been on Zoom a million times. Actually, tonight I have a big anniversary party um, from a friend of mine who lives in California. And um, I think it's at 8 o'clock. And she sent all this stuff to celebrate their anniversary with. And I've been on my friend's birthday parties. Um, have you been on any Zoom meetings or, or parties or just get-togethers? I, I know my family, we... We, once a week, usually all go on Zoom and just say hi to each other. You guys, Ace or Steve, doing anything like that? Well, we've, we've, definitely, had, uh, we've definitely had some of those, and both on, on a social side and also on a business side, and then also people in the community helping out. Actually, it was a really nice thing. Um, my wife was a doctor in Westchester. She, she worked on a delivery for one of the first... Uh, COVID-19 positive moms and everyone's doing well and you know they did a nice write-up and actually someone was kind enough and dropped off uh, dinner for us last night um, so people are doing all sorts of wonderful things um, and, and businesses are adapting and, and people are just out there uh, so yeah um, it's obviously different we're up in northern Westchester so we don't have quite the density of the city it's more a single-family house than the uh, high-rises right so 
you know, so we're seeing a lot more people. People are walking, but in a very socially distant way. Um, and I see also even the schools are trying to get creative. One of the schools, they're doing like a virtual prom and things like that. So they're all trying to adapt. I think we have to take a break. So we will be right after. We'll be right back on after the break. Planning for the future is important. Are you and your family protected? If you're not around to make the decisions, who will? Are your assets protected from probate and nursing home costs? The time to plan is now. Need a will, trust, power of attorney, health care proxy, living will, estate plan. The goal of Connors and Sullivan's attorneys is always the protection of your rights and interests. They've been helping people like you and me plan their estates and protect their families for 40 years. Talk with Mike Connors in a free, comprehensive telephone contest consultation to see how he can help you protect your family your assets and your legacy have all your questions answered from the security of your home during these difficult times the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all now is not the time to put it off call connors and sullivan today to schedule a free telephone consultation with mike connors himself 718-238-6500 718-238-6500 or visit connorsandsullivan.com Hi, this is Joe Piscopo with Everyday Heroes. What is America to me? This pandemic has been very tough on all of us. It's put a strain on our health, our psychological well-being, our finances and families. It's also brought out some of the best in people. We have seen countless examples of businesses and individuals going above and beyond the call of duty to selflessly help their neighbors. If you know someone who fits the bill, let us know. Tell us their stories. Tell us who deserves to be recognized. And we just might feature them on our show. Leave Frankie Five Burrows a message, 816 816- Morano 816-866-7266. Tell us which everyday hero deserves some special recognition. You can also reach us online at am970theanswer.com. But especially the people that's America. I'm Joe Piscopo with Everyday Heroes on AM 970, The Answer. You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing, and Salem Surround can help. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com surroundnewyork.com connecting you with new customers listen to am 970 the answer on alexa tune in iheart or radio.com relief factor pain relief that's natural pain relief that works and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain i've come from the doctor's clinic this morning 28 staples out of my knee and i am not taking painkillers why because i don't need to 
I'm taking Relief Factor. Yes, it's a triple dose, but it doesn't have any negative side effects, and I am doing just fine. Thank you very much. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com, and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. That's truly remarkable to be liberated from your pain for less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Go right now. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. This is your opportunity to be the next success story. It's I on real estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and I know we had some te- technical difficulties in the beginning of the show. I apologize for that. Um, I hope that we're done with them. Um, as I was saying, I, before we go on with the show, I just wanted to read you something I thought was very interesting. One of my girlfriends sent this to me, and um, it's really interesting. It says friendship, and it says in an evening class at Stanford University, the last lecturer was on the mind-body connection, and that's the relationship between stress and disease. The speaker, the head of the psychiatry at Stanford, said, among other things, that one of the best things that a man could do for his health is to be married to a woman. How about that? Okay. Whereas for a woman, one of the best things she could do for her health was to nurture her relationship with her girlfriends. At first, everyone laughed, but he was serious. Women connect with each other differently and provide support systems that help each other to deal with stress and difficult life experiences. Physically, this is a quality girlfriend time. Helps us create more serotonin and neurotransmitter that helps combat depression and can create a general feeling of well-being. Women share feelings, whereas men often form relationships around activities. Uh, Women share from their souls with our sisters, friends, and evidently that's really very good for our health. And I've kind of found that with my girlfriends. I mean, we've kind of all keep in touch, check on each other. Um, sometimes, you know, you know, maybe too much, uh, but it's just really a good thing. So if you're reaching out to your girlfriends, not saying that your boyfriends aren't and your husbands aren't good also, but it's really a very healthy, healthy thing to do. Someone asked me, and this is an interesting thing about, you know, if you go out, I don't care where it is, whether it's the city, whether it's Manhattan, you know, whether it's Connecticut, Jersey, Long Island, Midwest, California, you'll notice, and if you're watching the news, you'll notice some people have masks, some people don't. And they say that there's a psychology, a a real psychology behind why some people will not wear masks. And again, I don't know if this is true or not, but this is what they said. First of all, some people think that it infringes on their civil liberties, but as, you know, Cuomo always says, and I not being into politics here, but even if you don't want to wear them for yourself, you're helping protect somebody else. Okay. Some people actually think a, a, a mask could make them look weak. So to compensate for the fear that they might look weak and a fear of strength, they may reject masks entirely. I mean, um, 
Some find the guidance confusing. Uh, so wearing a cloth mask isn't foolproof, but if someone's infected and doesn't know it, the mask does prevent the breath from traveling far and potentially infecting others. Some find it uncomfortable. I do. <laughs> really, sometimes I feel like I can't breathe in it. But I know it's important to wear them. If everybody started wearing masks, suddenly the old way of life is gone, somebody said. So that's why I don't want to wear them. I, I don't want everyone to get used to that. And you've suddenly admitted that this is the new normal, but you don't want to believe that. And they're saying masks are here to say, and I hope that's not true because I really am not one of them that wants to really wear a mask all the time. I mean, but now I am. Um, the face mask, once purely functional, has evolved at a breakneck speed into something more. And um, if you're wearing a mask to protect yourself from others, you are forming a habit of fear. If you're wearing it to help others and make sure that, okay, you keep others safe, then you're not, it's not fear. You're doing it to protect others, okay? And that's a sign of strength, and that's the sign of doing good for all. So I am just going to ask everyone again. I know they're annoying. Uh, even the designer masks are annoying, but um, you should wear them. You should wear them. So, Stephen and Ace, I think we're all together now. Um, what's gone on in the week that you've been? Anything different this week than last? Have you noticed anything different? Uh, do you, what, what What are you thinking that when things are going to start? I know things are starting to open up all over the country. What do you think about that? What's your thoughts on all that stuff? Well, Dottie, I can tell you, you know, as the weather gets nicer, uh, last week, you know, I believe on, on Sunday, I went on a bike ride because it was so nice. And, you know, I went with my friend. We were all wearing masks. And um, we wanted to take a loop around Central Park. We thought it was going to be a quick loop and then a quick, you know, ride back from the West Side Highway. Well, to my surprise, Dottie, exactly to <laughs> what you're saying, it was... It was a madhouse in Central Park, and a lot of people weren't wearing masks, and I've been stuck in my home in this bubble, and I'm like, what is going on? So we took, like, a quick loop, and we just went back home, but I think people are starting to just, um, I think they have cabin fever, and they're like, you know what, we're going to go outside, and, but hopefully, you know, if to our listeners out there, people continue to wear the masks, people continue to just follow social distancing, you know, be responsible because the last thing that I was afraid of when I was going outside was, oh my goodness, are we, are we going to see a second wave of this, right? Because the more people go outside and, and are just a little bit, you know, more courageous, I think it could, it could hurt us more than help us. So I would just encourage our, our listeners, if you, go, if you are listening, to just sort of conform until, until the government really says that we can go outside because I can tell you, Dottie, it was... I I wouldn't even believe, like I didn't realize that we were in a a um, government lockdown from the from the site that I saw at Central Park. I mean, literally there were there were thousands of people there, like on the parks, on the lawns, having a picnic. Like nothing was going on, Dottie. So it was very surprising. I know, and you, and you see that's happening. And I, you know, I I, I one part of me understands that because it is really tough to be yes. 
Okay. And socially isolated. And again, if you're in the Northeast, if you're in the Northeast, it's been freezing here. So we've had horrible weather. I, I think we had like 17 or 18 days of sun in 60 days. So Mm -hmm. as the weather starts to finally get nice, uh, because people are just going to be dying to get out and that's understandable. You see that, you see that more, more and more. Yeah. And that really, and, and, you know, some people are saying, oh, the heck with it. I just can't do this anymore. But really, I, I just can't tell you enough. What Ace is saying is so true. We don't want to have to go through this forever. So if we don't want to go through it forever, if everyone starts getting sloppy now, we're going to end up with a second wave of it. And then we're going to have to start all over again. Um, so, and nobody wants to do that. <laughs> nobody. So really, it's annoying. Okay, and it just kind of feels awkward. I mean, I've had, you know, wearing it. I'm, it's, sometimes I feel like I can't even breathe. But really, it's important. The only thing so far that they've found that's been helpful, because at least New York City's numbers are going down, even though they're still pretty big, and, you know, is, is really socially isolating and wearing masks. So please wear them. Steve, have you seen the same thing? Yeah, you know, p- people are pretty good about wearing the mask. I mean, the thing is about where we are, we have a lot of space. So people have been going out for a while, but in a very socially distant way. And we're able to not have that same kind of close congregation. But, you know, it gives an opportunity to show the creativity of people. I, I saw a mask that came out of Israel that because of the cloth mask, people can't see how the expressions on people, which creates a different level of social distance. You don't know how people are reacting. We're we're a very visual um, patient, but also they, they created because people who were deaf couldn't read lips. And so they actually created a mask that was clear so that actually people who were deaf who could actually read lips um, for people. So it's amazing to see the thoughtfulness and creativity um, on the work side of things, we are seeing a bit more of an uptick in activity. People are realizing that, you know, look, it's a tough time, but also that people, you know, will move forward and carry on. And, you know, we're seeing actually an increase in the number of, you know, contracts and uh, inquiries. And, you know, it, it's, it's people are, are handling it in the right balance. They're being thoughtful. But at the same time, they're being um, productive and forward-looking. Okay, so listen to this. In case you're trying to sneak out and not wear a mask, okay? And again, if you're in the suburbs and there's nobody around and you're just walking, I don't think you need a mask if there's nobody around. But, I mean, but New Yorkers outdid themselves. Listen to this. By snitching on their neighbors for improper social distancing, they had a record of 3,700 times over the weekend they got calls um, with people calling on people that they knew and the cops issued 112 summons and made 10 arrests this past weekend and over 28,000 calls have made made to 311 you know 311 over social distancing so people are taking it seriously and like I said if you don't care about your you know if you're not worried or you think you had it or you think you're not going to get it you don't want to make sure you give it to somebody else i think we are coming up to a break we'll be right back after a break uh 
Liberty Mutual Insurance Company helps you customize your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Unlike things you paid for you didn't need, like that much-needed 125-inch flat-screen TV. It's hurting my eyes a lot. For your 100-square-foot bedroom. My neck isn't so much stiff as it's completely stuck. With Liberty Mutual, get customized home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Uh-oh, I'm seeing color splotches. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Confused about Corona? Then listen to Pandemic 2020 for news and updates. Got a question? Submit it online at am970theanswer.com or call 877-970-2999 during the program and talk to the experts. It's Pandemic 2020, weekday mornings at 9 as part of the Joe Piscopo Show on AM 970, The Answer. Sponsored by Balance of Nature, helping your body help itself. Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Have you been putting off opening your retirement account statements because you're afraid of what you might see? If you were caught in the recent correction, you know that watching your savings evaporate in the market is devastating. We're the Retirement Income Store, and our message is clear. It's time to stop crossing your fingers and toes, hoping for growth, and reset your retirement for income using interest and dividends. Call 888-888-4176 now to learn how the Retirement Income Store can help during these uncertain times. 888-888-4176. We'll send you our Retirement Income Kit with five educational tools, including David Scranton's best-selling book and a no-obligation call with an income specialist 888-888-4176 the retirement income store where retirees go for income call 888-888-4176 now what's on everyone's mind right now their health there are countless people suffering from autoimmune diseases that are not COVID-19 related. May is Lyme Disease Awareness Month, and Dr. David Younger, author of the best-selling book, The Autoimmune Brain, A Five-Step Plan, is here to help. He'll address medical issues that affect millions of individuals with guests you can't hear anywhere else. Be sure to tune in for Talking Medical with Dr. David Younger, Saturday afternoon at 4 on AM 970, The Answer. Visited New York Truck Stop Radio lately? We're open and here for you, especially in these uncertain times. Join Arthur and Zach Miller and guests as they discuss transportation, commerce, and the bottom line. Saturday afternoons at 1 on AM 970, The Answer. Want more AM 970, The Answer? Take us on the go with our Listen Live feature at am970theanswer.com or download our AM 970, The Answer app today. Just go to the iPhone App Store or Google Play Store and search AM 970, The Answer. Take AM 970, The Answer, anywhere you go with our mobile app. Get in on iTunes, Google Play, or listen on TuneIn, iHeart, Alexa, or Radio.com. It was my fifth birthday, and my dad was bringing home the cake. Should have been here a half hour ago. The cake never made it, and neither did my dad. That was the day a drunk driver killed my dad. Daddy? Impaired drivers take lives. Think. Sponsored by the New York State Governor's Traffic Safety Committee. Aired in cooperation with the New York State Broadcasters Association. It's I on real estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. 
we're back and we're trying to find out uh, what everyone's thinking about. You know, I kind of look at what's going to happen after. I, I think we're going to be living with this virus for a while. And I don't think, you know, that it just stops. Uh, I think it's going to take us a bit. And so, of course, everyone asked me about home prices. And I actually said that they're rising during this pandemic. And and so while the demand has softened because, you know, people are just kind of waiting, um, the supply really hasn't. And, you know, I I checked with all the, you know, not only in the Northeast, I'm looking at Zillow numbers. And now the economy is shrinking, businesses are closing, jobs are disappearing, but the housing market, okay, prices keep on getting a little bit higher. And if you go back to the last recession that we had, which was, I think, 2007, uh, home prices plunged during that recession after a housing crash caused millions of families to lose their homes. Now, do we think that home values could start to erode again, especially when mortgage forbearances end? Um, Do you think that, Ace and Steve? Um, And we're just talking out loud now because if you're if you listen to the news, which I suggest you listen, but take some breaks, you can hear a million different conflicting things. I mean, I think everyone says something a little bit different. So I'm just going with your gut because so far, and if you look at national numbers, so again, remember we're in the Northeast. New York is a hot spot. New Jersey is uh, pretty close. Uh, but and, and and not all not all the you know not all nationally all states are in the same place. Um, so this is a national number, but. The demand is softened, but the prices really haven't uh, really dipped. Do you, now, do you think that's going to change when all of these um, stimulus packages are over? Just curious. I think, to, yeah, I, I think to your point, Dottie, it's very different than, this, than the financial crisis, right? Um, housing was the main cause of the financial crisis with mortgage-backed securities, things of that nature. But in, in this, in today's marketplace, you know, we're, it's, it's COVID-19, right? And I think there's, to your point, there's less demand because people just can't go outside. But people are still looking, so there's still a lot of activity. But we see a little bit of a, of, of a lesser um, demand within the next couple of months, maybe till the end of the year. I think so, because there's uncertainty. So when people have uncertainty, they're, they're not too sure, although they're, they're looking. But I definitely see the housing market rebounding in a big way um, next year and towards the end of this year. And economists are already saying that, right, Tati? So, um, yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Look, I'm hearing yeah. uh, fourth quarter, mm-hmm. they'll start to like fourth quarter pick this, up. Exactly. But you're yeah. not going to see that till next year. But, Ace, you know what I think? And this is just my feeling. Yeah. And again, when you're listening to all these people, yeah, nobody really knows, okay? <laughs> Everyone's just using <laughs> forecasts. Sorry. People are using different forecasts and whatever. I mean, they just made a forecast. I said, oh, this is reassuring. Oh, 200 or 300 people, million people will die, okay? 200,000 people will die in the next two months because the people are getting sloppy. Well, I hope that that's not true. And where do they get that? I don't know. They put some numbers together. Um, but my thoughts are this. Um, it's not like the financial crisis we had in 2007, 2008. It's, and it's really, in some ways, very different than 9-11. Uh, but I do think that people have to live somewhere. So I think young couples, and remember the millennials are reaching 40. 
And if you go back, we've said it on the show a million times, they bought later because they graduated school when there was student debt and they had debt to pay and we were in a recession basically. So there was no jobs. The employment, unemployment rate was very high. So they put off getting married to later. They put off having children to later. So uh, those, the millennials now are having children, you know, they're in that age and you know, if you've been cooped up in a, with a family in, in, in like a thousand square feet, I think that's kind of tough. So I think you're going to see first the entry level people, meaning the, the first time buyers come back to the market. That's kind of what I think. And there's yeah. going to be, I believe, a pent up demand for that, because right now, a lot of people, rightfully so, um, are afraid to start going into into uh Houses. I mean, they don't, they, they, so they're not, so they're putting it off. So I do think you're going to see a pent up demand for the entry level markets next year. Um, I do think you'll see a little bit of a rush to the suburbs. Um, and I think you'll maybe see people who have cash on hand try to find some great deals. <laughs> you know, I think, you know, yeah. that they might be out there. It's like stocks. I know so many people are looking at stocks now and saying, hey, you know what? This is a great company. It's down to this. Let me just take a chance on it. If you bought Zoom stocks, which is the, you know, which everyone's using today, I mean, God, they were like half the price a month ago. Um, so I'm thinking that, like you, Ace, I, I think that it's going to take us, to really start to see that till about 2021. Steve, what are you seeing? Yeah, I, I think similar things, but but a few but a few things also to add in there. Um, one, there's definitely going to be some preference changes. I think people, when they're looking at product, may start saying, "Okay, how does this property feel to have a home office?" You know, we might see some very specific looks that they would not have necessarily considered in the same way and value the same way that they've made of in this at the current moment. Also, we got to be very careful, I think, with averages. There's a great saying that, that we use in the office. Uh, a man who puts his head in an oven and his feet in a freezer is on average comfortable. And, you know, we got to be, you know, we, we, we want to see are we, how are we segmenting the market based on price point and on area. And I think when we're talking about some of the job losses, I think we're talking about at certain levels of the economy. And there could be very much a, a bounce back and a, and, a re, and a change. You know, for example, I think some of more of the entry-level jobs have really um, – they, they've been hit very hard um, at the moment due to COVID-19. At the same time, I think companies are rethinking their supply chain and you might see additional movement towards onshoring of manufacturing, which would help that sector uh, for employment. So I'm optimistic. Um, you know, there's obviously disruption, um, but I'm optimistic um, that there will be a bounce. It's just a matter of timing a little bit. Yeah. And we checked, um, you know, Douglas L., we checked with our worldwide partner, Knight Frank, to see what they thought globally. And Anait Frank predicts that the number of markets around the world will see healthy price growth. Um, Paris leading, I don't know why, um, expected growth is 7%. They say Miami and Berlin were, will see rises of 5%. And um, in 20 cities, and there'll be cities that have declined. 
But of the three cities tracked um, in the U.S., Miami is expected to perform strongest two suits. That's what they predict through 2021. Um, and uh, they say that's because of the underlying Miami's lifestyle and advantage for many living in high-density markets. In New York, they say there's evidence of a safe haven flow into New York, and the volatility of the stock market is prompting some high-net-worth individuals to rebalance their investment portfolios, giving them greater weight to property assets. Now, um, again, that's kind of just guesswork at the moment. I mean, I don't think, it, you know, nobody can know. Uh, this is something that we've never experienced before. Um, and Miami, probably in Florida, is probably the hardest, one of the hardest hit, if I got that correctly. I mean, as far as viruses go. Uh, but that's what they're seeing. And I, as I said, I, you know, I just, like, I see a slow, a slow back, you know, a road back to normalcy. Um, Ace, I want to first of all tell you that, um, and, 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 and Dr. Spritcherry will tell you later she was talking to a patient who lost their job and was really flipped out. Okay, that you know, by the time they, you know, they're going to look for a job and they're hoping to get another one, but they might have some problems. And because she's been on our show and she was listening to you, um, she told him about equity loans and things of that nature that you talk about all the time, and that he's calling you or he did call a Citizens Bank. And um, he was so relieved to know that he could get that. What are you suggesting for people? Because right now, I mean, there's a lot of different things going on. Some people have gotten their packages. Some people are still waiting. Uh, some people have gotten unemployment. Some people are still waiting. Yeah. People that have, you know, people who were kind of laid off temporarily, I'm sure not all of them think, they don't know how many of them will actually come back. Some amount will, um, but we don't know if they will. So some of them are not sure if they're going to get their jobs back. So what 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 kind of things would you suggest? I mean, if they have homes, would you suggest applying for an equity loan now, or 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 just so that you have some cushion? Yeah, so that's a great question, right? And and it's almost like a catch twenty two because if you don't have a job right now, it's going to be difficult. For you to get a home equity line of credit or any um, type of financing for that matter. One thing that I wanted to tell our listeners as we, we've been talking about this 90 day forbearance for the last, I would say, month or so, right? It's been a hot topic of discussion. Right. Everywhere I go, everybody's talking about this 90 day forbearance. Well, there has been <clears throat> communication from the GSEs now that if a customer applied for a 90 day forbearance, either just utilized the 90 forbearance for cushion, didn't really use the 90 day forbearance, still are paying their mortgage payments, it affects their ability to get a mortgage for literally the next three years. So Wait, say that again. If somebody applies. If someone applied for the 90 day forbearance, right? If you applied or canceled, if you applied or didn't use it, or if you applied and used it, it's all counted as the same sort of um, acceptance. And if you accept the 90-day forbearance, but you really didn't need it, it's going to hurt your ability to get a mortgage down the line. Because now folks that have taken the 90-day forbearance, they have an earmarked sort of code on their credit report. And now banks aren't going to um, give them a refinance or a purchase mortgage down the line within the next two to three years. 
it's he, a very he's, important... In everything I listen to, no one talks about that. They tell that's you about all these programs and stuff, Correct. but nobody says, and that's why I'm so happy to be able to deliver with Steve and Ace valuable information, because I have not heard anybody talk about that. I've heard about the all the programs right? they have heard... and all the packages they've yeah. given out, but no one exactly, talks about Donnie. the repercussions of it. Correct. And, and, and look, everybody is worried about, you know, bad publicity and things of that nature. But I think it's important for our listeners to know what the ramifications are. Is it a great program for folks that really, really need it? Yes. Is it a, is it a great program for folks that don't need it? No, it will hurt you more than it will help you, right? So this is something that I want our listeners to really heed the advice and just listen to. And when, and when you call, just ask them about if I do take on the forbearance, will that will that affect my ability to repay? I think a lot of banks are updating their their information on their website. They're they're updating their scripts with customers because, you know, it's definitely a lot of customers have taken on the forbearance without really knowing this information, and now it's hurting them down the line, right? Or hurting them currently when they're getting a refinance because now they're getting declined. So, you know, with that being said, I really See, want and to you're saying if today, you applied for a forbearance mm-hmm. but you never used it, it still counts as the same. Because it's still earmarked that you took the forbearance, correct? You know, Fannie and Freddie. So a lot of these investors, Dottie, just to kind of give our listeners um, some information on why this is happening. A lot of investors don't want to buy loans that have this forbearance, even though you're paying your mortgage. They bundle packages together, and these investors they purchase this, right? Especially Fannie and Freddie. So what happens is when you do apply for the forbearance, you, you have this mark on your credit, and that loan that these banks are, are, are putting together becomes unsaleable, meaning if they wanted to buy that loan, banks would have to pay, let's say, Fannie and Freddie 700 basis points to take that loan off of their, off of their um, you know, books, and that's, what's hap- and that's why banks are declining folks that are taking forbearances you know, within the next like two to three years. So it's a, it's, it's definitely That's so important to know. And, and listen, very important. you know, if you are not clear about something, just don't go run out and do it. You can call any of us. You can um, get to anybody. I, I have a, uh, you can go to Ace, Steve, myself, and um, you can go to DottieHermans.com. And I have a link to everybody's website. So you can go directly to their website and ask them the question or you can call or leave your number uh, when you call or just leave your number if you don't want to speak and somebody will get back to you. But it's there's so much conflicting information now that it's, and, and it changes day by day. So it's it really, it really important. Does, <laughs> I mean, it really is. I mean, it's confusing for us all. I, I, I just have to say, Stephen, I had a question. I had a, uh, a CEO of a major company. Uh, not ours, uh, a competitor of ours, uh, who is in a bunch of states. So they happen to also be in New York, and they asked me, Donnie, what, what's the rule in New York? Are you allowed to show? Are you allowed to take somebody in the house? Uh, what's the rule? Every, she said some brokers are doing that, and she's more in upstate New York. I'm going to say that I know we have a break. But I'm wondering, is there, li- is there liability? I mean, people are wondering about liability which I want to talk about, I want Steve to talk about after the break, if you would have liability. Uh. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.